Good day, ready friends, and welcome to another segment in our prophetic series in Daniel. This is Daniel chapter 7 and part 7. I am Pastor Ken Richards, and I thank you for being a part of these studies. Now, in Daniel chapter 7 and verse 25, at the very end of the verse, we find a somewhat mysterious phrase concerning time. I will once again read the whole verse so we can get the context. Daniel 7, 25. And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of time. There is our mysterious phrase, time and times and the dividing of time. What does it mean? This was an ancient Chaldean way of numbering years, as in the ancient world, in Babylon and other places around, that's a system that they used. Time refers to one year, times to two years, and the dividing of times means a half of a year. So time, one year, times, two years, and the dividing of time, half a year or six months. So one plus two plus a half equals three and a half years. This, as I said before, was an ancient way of numbering the years that was used during the time of ancient Babylon. And Daniel used it here in verse 25. Another example is found in chapter 4 of the same book of Daniel, in which Nebuchadnezzar was told that he would become like a wild animal. He would lose his sanity and go out and eat grass like an animal for seven times. It took place and it lasted for seven years. So evidently, Nebuchadnezzar's seven times involved seven years. So his seven times or seven years, he was suddenly afflicted with a condition, as I said before, which is called as boantrophy in science today. Lived outside like an animal, sleeping outdoors and eating grass like a cow. It's a psychological disorder, a kind of delusion in which the sufferer believes he or she is a cow or an ox. And this was the judgment which came upon the king, according to Daniel chapter 4, and it lasted for seven years, and the Bible says seven times. So times means two years. If it's more than two, it will say three times, or four times, or five times, or six times. So in this case, time, times, that's one year and two years, and the dividing of time, a half a year. So going back to Daniel 7.25, this little horn power would reign for three and a half prophetic years, blaspheming against God, persecuting the true believers, and seeking to change God's laws. Now I did say in some of the earlier studies, over and over in fact, that the little horn power, the Roman papacy, developed out of the declining ancient Roman Empire, and it officially came to power in 538 AD. Now, if you take three and a half literal years and you add this to 538, you will get up to 541 to 542, somewhere around that time. So you may be wondering, does this mean that the little horn would only last three and a half literal years? No. Remember now that this time, times, and dividing of time, which we showed to be three and a half years, this is prophetic time. So now I have to show how prophetic time is calculated. 
When dealing with prophetic time, according to the system given in the Bible, one day represents one year. For example, in Numbers 14.34, prophesying as to how long they will wander in the wilderness, the Israelites were told that they would wander for 40 years in the wilderness, one year for every day spent by the spies in Canaan. Ezekiel chapter 4 verses 5 and 6, the prophet Ezekiel is commanded to lie on his side for a certain number of days, followed by his other side for another certain number of days, equivalent to the number of years of punishment that would come upon Israel and Judah, respectively. Verse 6 says, And when you have accomplished them, lie again on your right side, and you shall bear the iniquity of the house of Judah forty days. I have appointed you each day for a year. We see the day-year principle in Daniel chapter 9 also, verses 24 to 27, where there was a prophecy given of 70 weeks. Well, this prophecy was fulfilled in 490 years. 70 weeks times 7 days, 70 times 7, 490 days. And it was fulfilled in 490 years. The day-year principle of prophecy. One day represents a year. We see this also in Genesis. When Jacob went working for his uncle Laban, and he asked to marry his daughter, he said in Genesis 29-27, Fulfill her week, and we will give thee this also for the service which shall give me yet seven other years. So he worked for seven years. For the hand of Rachel in marriage. But what did he say? You must fulfill that week. Seven days meaning seven years. So in Daniel chapter 7 and verse 25, this corrupt religious system called a harlot woman in Revelation, and in Daniel it's called a little horn, it would reign over the nations for three and a half prophetic years. Now let's break this down. We are doing some biblical math here, and I'm going to make it as Simple and painless as possible. Last week I mentioned the changing of the calendar, first by the Roman Emperor Julian, bringing in the Julian calendar, and later that this was replaced by Pope Gregory in the 1500s, replacing it with the Gregorian calendar, which is the one that we are still using today. However, the ancient Hebrew calendar had 12 months of 30 days each. So using this calendar, as Daniel would be aware of and would be familiar with, we multiply 12 by 30 and we get 360 days per year. 12 times 30 equals 360. So over a thousand years before it happened, the God of the Bible tells us through his prophet that this power of Roman religion would develop out of the Roman Empire and that it would rise to the top, and that it would blaspheme against God, that it would seek to change God's time and God's laws, and that it would use its power to persecute the true and faithful people of God, and that its reign would last for 1260 years. How do we get that? One year, 360 years, times, that's two years, that's 720 years, 2 times 360, and a half a year, that's 6 months, that's 6 times 30, that's 180. So if you add 360, that's time, that's 1 year, and 720, that's times, that's 2 year, and 180, that's 
dividing of time or half a year, that's six months, 720 plus 360 plus 180, you get 1260 days. And a day representing a year, it means 1260 years. That is what that mysterious phrase represents. Time and times and the dividing of time. 1260 years. So for many hundreds of years before it happened, the God of the Bible had revealed through his prophet that this power of Rome's religion would develop out of Rome and that it would rise to the top, that it would blaspheme against God, it would seek to change God's time and God's law, and that it would use its power to persecute the true and faithful people of God, and that its reign would last for 1,260 years. In other words, after 1,260 years of it coming into power, its power would be broken. And speaking of this very same thing, the Apostle John, the writer of the book of Revelation, saw this very same development in the world, and he called it a beast with many heads. And he also confirmed what Daniel had written 500 years before his time. And he gave the same time period also that this power would reign for. Turning to the book of Revelation, chapter 13, from verse 3, we read what John wrote. And we will see how in many things he confirms what we have seen in Daniel. He states it like this, Revelation 13, 3. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death. So Revelation calls it the wounding. That after it rained for 1260 years, it would receive a deadly wound. In other words, its power would be broken. But this would not mean the end of it. Because John continues on to say in verse 3 of Revelation 13, And his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wandered after the beast. This means that after a number of years, it would slowly, gradually regain its power again over the world, using its religion to control over the governments of the world. It would regain its power and repeat its persecution for one very brief time, for one final time before it is all over, as God steps in to deliver his people. But this will be seen in more detail in a future study. Now the verse also says, And all the world wandered after the beast. This is what is called a statement of hyperbole. It is a figure of speech, in other words. It does not mean that every single person in the world, when it says all the world here, it means that the great majority of the people in the world will be wandering after this system. But they do not understand it. They cannot make the connection with its workings and what it is doing to influence the things that are going on in the world. And so they will be going along with its program. They will follow along with the things it is putting in place so they will follow after the beast. But as always, God will have those who will know and understand and thus be able to avoid its traps. As Daniel said, the wise will understand, but the rest, the wicked, he says, will not understand. But notice what John goes on to say in the very next verse in Revelation 13. 
concerning the masses of the people who will not understand. Revelation 13 and verse 4. And they worshipped the dragon which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? Okay, so Revelation 12.9 tells us who the dragon is. It says in Revelation 12.9, And the great dragon was cast out of heaven, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, who deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So now we know without a doubt who the dragon is. So if the dragon controls a system and is working through that system to destroy true Christianity, to be in agreement with that system is to be giving homage to the dragon who controls it. And notice that I am just giving it straight from the Bible, bit by bit, line upon line. In other words, this little horn, this harlot woman, this corrupt religious system, this beast, as John calls it, these are all terms referring to the same system that developed out of the collapsing Roman Empire and came to full power in 538 AD and ruled for 1260 years over the nations and then received a deadly wound, losing its power for a time. And the Bible says the masses of the people in the world will worship the dragon and the beast by going along with its program. Now notice how Revelation concurs or agrees with Daniel concerning what it would do in the earth and the time of its reign. Verse 5 of Revelation 13, And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies against God. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. So notice we're talking about the same blasphemous power that Daniel spoke about in the Old Testament as we read in Daniel chapter 7. And notice it continued for 40 and 2 months. What does this mean? Well, if 12 months makes one year, then how long is 42 months? Three years is 36 months, and six more months, making three and a half years, that is what makes it up to 42 months. Three and a half prophetic years, which comes out to the same 1,260 years, as we mentioned earlier, when the day for a year rule is applied. In fact, this same John tells us elsewhere in Revelation 12 and verse 6 that the true people of God had to go into hiding from its persecution for 1,260 years. He says 1,203 score days. That's 1,260 days, meaning 1,260 years. So time, times, and the dividing of time, as we see in Daniel chapter 7, verse 25, which equals to three and a half prophetic years, is the same as the 42 months that John is speaking of here in Revelation chapter 13, and is the same as the 1,260 days, prophetically speaking, that John mentioned in Revelation 12 also. And when we apply this day-to-year principle, one day-to-a-year principle, it comes out to 1260 years. All of these are just different ways of speaking of the same time period that the popes would reign before receiving a deadly wound to their power. 
but the wound would be healed, John says. They would regain their power again to repeat some of the same atrocities of the Dark Ages that were being perpetrated upon human beings who wanted to serve God according to the dictates of their conscience. Continuing with the next verse, Revelation 13, 6, it says, And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. Notice what it says, to make war against the saints. Make war against those who are truly remaining faithful to God's word. We know this, dear friends. This is what the saints refer to. The saints cannot be Satan's people. No. The dragon has those whom he's working through. And God has those whom he's working through also. So this system that sets itself up in the place of God on earth can only be the system of Antichrist. And those that refuse to go along with it and are persecuted can only be the people of Christ, the saints. But notice as John continues on in Revelation, Revelation 13 verse 8, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Now you may travel the world, and you will see all kinds of worship taking place. In Islamic religion, they put Jesus aside and claim that Muhammad is the prophet of Allah, whom they worship as God. In Buddhism, they worship Buddha, and they worship the spirits of dead ones, whom they call the enlightened ones. In Hindu culture, they say they have a God for everything. In fact, Hinduism claims to have over 330 million gods. And the religion of Rome is really sun worship disguised as Christianity. And this, by the way, does not mean that God does not have children under that system. There are millions who have been deceived and who follow it, believing that they are serving the true God. They don't know any better, and they are sincere in their heart, seeking to serve God. Our merciful Father knows their heart and accepts them as His children, and will cause things to develop to a crisis that will open their eyes. And so this coming crisis will cause them to see matters clearly and many will step out of that system to take their stand on the side of Christ and his truth. So even in the current darkness of their ignorance of God's ways, God still acknowledges them due to the sincerity of their heart. He knows they're truly seeking after him but they're in a system that has lied and darkened their minds and they don't know any better. He knows the ones that are not in rebellion against him. They're just deceived and are seeking for more. And when they find it, they will even choose to lose all to have it, if that's what it takes. God says they are mine. Yet all around you find all manner of worship going on in the world. But in reality, there are only two types. It all reduces down to what God can accept and what he must reject. Worship to the lamb or worship to the dragon. Two contrasting systems. And next week we'll see more on the dragon versus the lamb. But again, verse 8 of Revelation 13 says, 
and all that dwell on the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Now from this we clearly see that the vast majority of the people of the world will conform to the ways and systems of the beast. The Bible calls this an act of worship, and it says that as a result, their names will not be written in the book of the Lamb, the book of life of the Lamb. Thus, if we do not understand the workings of the beast and its doings, we will not be able to avoid its deceptions, and we will end up in this vast throng whose names are blotted out of the book of life. And thus the next verse says, Revelation 13 and verse 9, If any man have an ear, let him hear. Wherever we see this phrase in the Bible, it means, Look, this is a hard truth, and some will not want to hear it. But whoever will hear it, so let it be. And whoever will not, so let it be. Each person has to make a decision for themselves. The names in God's book of life will reveal who had heard and received it and who did not receive it. Now let's wind this up by going back to Daniel 7.25, which says, This little horn religious power will reign and persecute God's people for time, times, and dividing of time, or half time, half a year. I have broken this down using the day for a year rule, which is also given in the Bible. And there are many other examples in the Bible that I didn't touch on, showing that it represents 1260 years. And this same period has also been confirmed in different places in the Bible. For example, Daniel chapter 12 and verse 7 calls it time, times, and a half time, referring to the same little horn beast power. Revelation 12 and verse 6 calls it 1,203 score days. That's what 1260 days, meaning 1260 years. Revelation 12 and verse 14 calls it time, times, and a half time, just like Daniel 7.25. Revelation 11 and verse 2 calls it 40 and 2 months, same three and a half years, prophetically 1260 days, which is 1260 years. Revelation 11 and verse 3 calls it 1,203 score days, same 1,260 days, meaning 1,260 years. Revelation 13.5 also calls it 40 and 2 months. Seven places there are in the Bible which speaks of this Antichrist system and the period of time when it arose to power up until when its power would be broken, showing that it would go for 1,260 years, then it would be wounded. And all of these details apply only to one entity in all of history. All of these scriptures point to the same entity and the things that it would do and the true people of God having to be running away from its persecution. All of them, though expressed in different ways, are confirmed to be the same 1260 years when the rule of interpreting time prophecy numbering is applied. And after this period, the Bible says that this beast would be wounded and lose its power for a time because the wound would later be healed. Now, as stated before, the official reign of the Pope system began in 538 AD. It lasted in its tyranny over the nations and kings of Europe and the East 
until during the time of Napoleon Bonaparte of France. Napoleon was a French general and emperor, and he had become very powerful and had the mightiest army in Europe at that time, and he tried to conquer all of Europe. On February 10, 1798, one of Napoleon's generals invaded Italy. His name was General Berthier, and with his division of soldiers, he invaded the Vatican and took the then-ruling Pope Pius VI as a prisoner. He was exiled from power, and he died in exile. Napoleon then confiscated much of their land and property in different parts of Europe and the wealth of the Roman Church. Confiscated it. He did everything to break its power, even declaring an end to the system of the popes. And for more than a hundred years, it stayed dormant. This is the wounding of this power that was prophesied in Scripture. In fact, in two weeks, it will be exactly 224 years to the day since this happened, February 10, 1798. Exactly as prophesied in Scripture, this happened 1260 years after the papacy began. It rose to power in 538 and it was wounded in 1798. The Word of God is very exact, dear friend, very precise when it tells of things which shall come to pass. Take 538, add 1260 years, and it lands you right there in 1798. Yes, dear friends, the word of God is very exact, very precise, when it tells of things which shall come to pass. The whole world watched and thought this was the end of the system of Romanism, the Roman church system. But the prophetic word of God cannot be broken. It must come to pass. The prophet John in Revelation 3 had also said that the wound would be healed, meaning it would regain its power again. In 1929, 131 years after its power was taken away, a strong military general in Italy by the name of Mussolini had developed a powerful army then and he revived the papacy. In a famous moment in history, by what is known today as the Lateran Treaty, Mussolini met with Cardinal Gaspari of the Roman Church and restored to the Catholic Church all the land and power of the popes that was taken away. Prophecy was being fulfilled. The healing had begun. Now, why is this important? Let's look at some identifying facts. Daniel 7 verses 7 and 8 tells us that this little horn would arise out of the fourth beast. It arose among the ten horns, verse 8 tells us, of the Western world, in, which is today the nations of Europe. It arose after them, verse 24 tells us. It was different from the other ten horns also, verse 24 of Daniel 7 tells us. In other words, it was a religious power wielding political clout. It was more stout than the others. It became mightier than the others. It tells us in verse 20 that it would uproot three kingdoms when it came to power. The Heruli, the Vandals, and the Ostrogoths. We mentioned those, the Ostrogoths being totally destroyed in 538 when it finally came fully to power. The scripture tells us in Daniel chapter 7 verse 8 and 25, it had eyes like a man and spoke blasphemous words against the Most High. 
In other words, he lifts himself up into a position where God alone should be. The Apostle Paul tells us that in 2 Thessalonians, exalting himself above all that is called God, so that he, as God, sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he's God. He lifts himself into a position where he even seeks to replace God's divine precepts. Verse 25 says he would wear out the saints of the Most High. That's persecution. It also says he would seek to change times and laws. And it would reign for 1260 years. It would reign for 1260 years, after which it would lose its power. It would be wounded and then regain its power and come back to power again. And these are just a small sample of the identifying marks of this system with which we will have to deal with in the end. God has given these unmistakable details, dear friends, so that there will be absolutely no doubt in identifying the system of Antichrist. And all of these details apply to one and only one entity in all of history. But it will be working mostly behind the scenes. Hence, Revelation 17 also says it's a mystery. Mystery, Babylon the Great. It will work through the power of the governments and the churches. Yes, churches too. So it will come to a time when in order to be able to stand true and faithful to God, dear friends, and true to his word, you will not be able to put your trust in any church or any religious system. You will have to know Jesus Christ for yourself, personally, as Lord and Savior, and put your trust in him implicitly. Understand, your listeners, that we can only stand in the strength and power of Jesus Christ. And in order to do so, we must understand what he has given us so that our eyes can be open to the large-scale deceptions that are coming upon the world. God says, for lack of knowledge, my people are destroyed. We must know him aright, dear friends, and be willing to stand in Christ even if we have to stand alone when all others forsake us. This will be the test. And Jesus says, whoever overcomes will sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in his throne. This is just an expression of the eternity of joy and power and happiness that God has in store for those who are faithful to the end. But the preparation to stand true then in the crisis, begins at this time. The preparation begins now. May God watch over and keep you all as your minds are stirred with his life-saving truths that are given in his word. May God bless you all. Have a wonderful week.